Hello and welcome to Robin's Crimeaholics podcast. Tonight is the first podcast we are doing and it will be about Gypsy Rose. And my guest tonight is my good friend, Stephanie. Hi, Steph. Hey. So we both watched The Act on Hulu and I think the other one was HBO on demand was uh, Mommy Dead and Dearest. Yes, that's what I watched today while at work. <laughs> I do the same thing. So just to give you like a little brief background, Gypsy Rose, uh, her mother's name was Dee Dee, and the mother had the Munchausers, and she was very protective of her child and then she started saying that she had this problem and that problem and she hurt her leg and then she kept her in a wheelchair but to back it up a little bit the first thing the mom said that she had was sleep apnea as an infant which I thought was a little odd but yeah and then she went on the CPAP machine and then it was asthma and seizures, and then she had glasses, and then she couldn't oh, hear. Yeah. So that was like where that whole thing started. And we're doing this one because she's about to get parole this year, or she's coming up for a hearing this year to get parole. Right. So. Like, the movie was really good. I really liked it. Um, Which movie? The act. Which one? Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, and it seemed after watching um, The Mommy Dead and Dearest, it was pretty pretty accurate, I feel. Yeah, so this is all of our opinions. Um you know, you can view the movie or, you know, Google it. There's 10,000 things out there and come to your own conclusions. But what sort of happened was that she made up all these illnesses that Gypsy had and had her on countless medications. And she used to shave her head because she said that she had leukemia and she had her on leukemia meds. Right. Like the mom was she would tell her that she was shaving her head because it was just going to fall out anyway with the leukemia and the meds that she was on. It's just crazy. And the mom was just insane to begin with. And so it, you know, Gypsy was raised like that, so she believed it. I mean, who would think that their mom's lying to them? And she, like, kept her like a, a little child. Like, she changed her birth certificate. Um, she said she had all these medical problems, and she was getting all these donations. She had that house built for free from Habitat wow. for Humanity. But... You know, we're both sort of in the medical world, and I was, like, puzzled on how she got to do all this because, I mean, back in that day, it was in the 90s, most offices were paper charts, so... 
she said that all the real records were lost in Hurricane Katrina, and she had a big old thick notebook of what (laughs) she called medical records. And that's how she was able to get away with it. But I want to know why that doctor that claimed that the mother had that illness and was making this stuff up, how come no charges ever got pressed on him? I mean, isn't that in his oath to report that? Yeah, I, that's, I kind of was thinking that myself. I'm like, there was that doctor and then the other doctor who did, even did all that research, um, you know, after the whole she was allergic to sugar incident. Um, how did they not? Like, I, she did call Dyfus. And, you know, they came out and did an investigation. But why not take it further? You know that there's something wrong. But like, even... This girl doesn't have half the things. Like, she didn't need a feeding tube. Her mom had a feeding tube placed in her at a very early age, saying that she had, what was it, something um, in her intestines was tangled. And so she couldn't that. And then her, what was her, uh, salivary glands were removed, which wasn't the case yeah because they said that she drooled too much like swallow and that's why she had the needed a feeding too and i don't know like how you get away with it so that disease that they're saying the mom has munchausers is i think how you say it yeah um it's a mental illness and they do this for attention and some of the people who have it uh harm their children to get the medical care to get the attention which i guess in this case she did harm her because she was giving her all these unnecessary medications um but you know i've seen other cases on it where like the mom injected all this sodium into this kid and this kid was like dying and they couldn't figure out what it was it was table salt So, like, if a doctor thought that the mother had that, I don't understand why that was not pursued and why they allowed that to go. Like, he was in the second one, Mommy Dead and Dearest. Right. And he was like, well, you know, I didn't know if people were going to believe me. You're a doctor. That's your oath. Right. I Yeah, I was a little thrown by that, too. Like, I feel like throughout the whole thing even watching it there was so many people or things that had happened that could have i mean this girl could have been saved so much sooner than than this to happen yeah and it was like every system had failed her like dyphus came out and believed the mom like and the mom had drugged gypsy when she seen dyphus out front Right. So, like, yeah. I mean, so the story is this mother created all these health problems and said that Gypsy had all these health problems. So she had her in a wheelchair. She was in Special Olympics. Um, they said she had the leukemia, seizures, asthma, uh, hearing issues, epilepsy, uh, yeah, epilepsy, um, leukemia, uh, MD, like, so she was in this wheelchair 
which I guess was for the attention because Gypsy knew that she could walk and she did walk like in her own house. But I think her mother had convinced her that she needed to be in this wheelchair because it you know, her disease would get progressively worse and that it would harm her to walk. Or if she had a seizure, it could, she could be hurt or whatever. Yeah, so she just manipulated everything and everyone. But at a certain age, Gypsy realized that she didn't need the wheelchair, that she wasn't allergic to sugar. <laughs> so... And Gypsy realized that she had, like, two or three different birth dates. So she started cluing in that, you know, her her mom was just creating all these problems. And then she hit those ripe teenage years where hormones go crazy. And, you know, the neighbor had a boyfriend. And then all of a sudden she was obsessed with boys. Right. And she was able to sneak and buy a cell phone. And then she was able to sneak and buy a tablet or a laptop or something. And that's when she created an online dating account. And I think it was on Christian Mingle. It was like Christian Singles or Mingle or one of those. Yeah, it was a Christian site as well, which is a little odd to me considering her choice of suitor. <laughs> and and like then was he on there? And then when she so all those medicines that she took, and I forget how many different medicines they said that there were, but she was taking medicine for cancer, and she was on. Uh, a CPAP machine, and she was on a nebulizer for the asthma, and I mean, the list just went on and on and on. Mm -hmm. She was on those seizure meds, and a lot of these meds will destroy your teeth. And then she found her love of sugar, and she would get up in the middle of the night because her mom took sleeping meds and Xanax and whatever that was, so she would sleep like a rock, so she was getting up at night and right in the refrigerator. And then her teeth were getting all nasty. And her she mom had her... icing right out of the container. <laughs> and then Dee Dee had her teeth removed. She was only all a kid. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just totally insane to me how someone can get away with that. Well, I, let, let's go back to this, her eating food in the middle of the night. One of the things I thought of was, where was the food coming from, number one? And how was her mom not noticing that the, the soda was in there and the icing was in there and it was all of a sudden missing? Yeah, and like, isn't the trash can full? Right, like, I feel like there were some things that, like, I don't know, didn't really... Add up. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. That's kind of what I was going to say, Adam. So, like, her whole life was the nightlife Why her mom slept. So she was on this phone, uh, on this, this laptop. But her mom, you know, treated her like a child. Like, she was still sleeping in bed with her mom. Yeah, which was weird. Yeah. But she did have her own room. Like, yeah, that wasn't was touched. Sleeping. In the same room with her. 
Yeah, and Dee Dee talked to her like a baby. Oh, what was her thing? You're my angel. Yeah, um, you're my angel, my baby, your angel. You'll always be my baby, my angel baby, something like that. Yeah, and you'll, you'll save me. Yeah. But to go back even further, um, when Gypsy was born, so Gypsy's mom, Dee Dee, got married. I think she was 21, and the husband was like 17. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if they were married, but I mean, I know he said when he was 18, he was getting ready to be a father, so... Yeah, and then they broke up, and um, she had the baby, and... Dee Dee's mom was friggin' obnoxious and abusive, mentally abusive. I don't know if she was physically abusive. But the family noticed, you know, how paranoid Dee Dee was with Gypsy. And she was around them, I want to say, like eight years. And when the family started questioning why is she in a wheelchair you know why this why that that's when Dee Dee took off and went out of state right but they never had contact with the family like family never went looking for it or you know the kid like I feel like that's where the family found her too because as a father like obviously he was believing what Dee Dee was telling him as to all her issues and medical problems and all of this and that, but she just takes up and leaves for another state. We know that he still had contact because he was sending her money. Yeah. And that was was like her 18th birthday. And she was like, Oh, well, she doesn't know she's 18. He's like, what do you mean? Like, you know what I mean? Because she had lied to her for so long about what her age was. I feel like, how did you not, as a father, like, have any kind of physical contact with her or see her or visitation or anything like that? Right. And and I guess you would believe the other parent that has primary care, but wouldn't you eventually question it? I mean, because he knew... I don't know if it was a medical record or what. He knew that, you know, the doctor said, no, she doesn't have that. So I why? it was after, though, wasn't it? I don't know. I think it was, and again, this is our opinions. I think um, he knew about some of it, like... Dee's family told him that Gypsy could walk. She didn't need to be in that wheelchair. Oh, uh, yeah. So he right. did know that. But yeah. he was sending Dee like $1,500 a month. That was a lot of money back in the early 90s. Right, yeah. He was sending a lot of money. Yeah, and meanwhile... But the fact that her own family, though, Dee's own family thought that she was crazy and didn't really do anything. Like, the one... In um, Mommy, Dead, and Dearest, he was like, we all knew she was crazy. Was that was her grandfather? Who were they? Well, the one was her dad, and I think her stepmom was the, or her aunt was the other lady. And then I think that was her cousin, the other one with the, um. Tattoo on his face. Yeah. Um, but 
they went back and told you, showed you that Dee Dee had like, she was writing bad checks. Um, that right, she, she went away for a little while for. Yeah, said six months. And she stole, those bad checks were from her grandfather, I think. Yeah. But they said... Or her brother, I think, or something. Yeah, because... Somebody. They said the one that she actually went to jail for, and I think she had to serve six months, but there were other states and other people that she did these bad checks with, and then they said that um, when her mother was passing and she was taking care of her mom, that she starved her mom, and that's why she died. Well, I think that's why she died. Yeah, and another one that she had harmed, too. Right. I, I don't know. This has to be, like, one of the most outrageous stories, like, I've come across. Now, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups for Gypsy Rose, and it's, like, 50-50 on what people go back and forth with. 50 people... Th- think 50% of people think that she shouldn't be punished because she was a victim and the other 50% of people think that she should be punished and in my opinion she should be punished like she convinced she met this boy Nick on Christian Mingle who was mentally ill and he had what Asperger's and something else well he had uh, multiple personalities yeah, so Victor, the bad one. Victor. Um, so she, she meets this guy on Christian Mingle. Now, she's obviously never had a boyfriend, never been on a date, don't know much about it because her mom's been single the whole time, and it's just been her and her mom. So let's, let's stop. Like, so let's go back a little bit on that. Her vision of relationships was all based on... Disney, Disney yes. <laughs> Which we all know is not the case in reality. <laughs> so she meets this guy on Christian Mingle, and they start messaging back and forth. And then they're, like, sending pictures back and forth. And she ends up telling him that, you know, her, her mom's doing these crazy things. She makes her you know, stay in a wheelchair and she really doesn't need to be in one. And then he lets his cats out the bag. He's got multiple personalities. And so they call themselves dating for two or three years, but they were only texting and messaging. And then she can... Yeah, then she convinces him to meet them at the Cinderella movie. (laughs) so this is the first time she meets this guy and how was he the same age as her no i feel like he might have been maybe he was a little bit older but then again well i mean it was kind of hard to say because how old was she really at that time you know what i mean yeah because, you know, she had three or four different birth dates. Exactly. So it's kind of like, how do, how do you know? 
how old she really was. I would say he might have been around the same age, maybe a little older. Yeah, they, they were right around the same age. And so she convinces him to meet her and her mom at this Cinderella premiere. And she's all dressed up like Cinderella. And now you got this man. So they're the only two in the movie theater. With her mom. <laughs> yeah. Her. So Gypsy and her mom are in the movie theater. She convinces Nick to come in. And she wants Nick to make this good impression on the mom. And, you know, she thinks that the mom will be okay, that they become friends. And that's not what happens. I mean, Dee Dee thinks it's pretty creepy that there is a single man in the movie theater by himself watching Cinderella. (laughs) So that's the first time she met him, right? Yes, in person. And then they go off in the bathroom and have sex. (laughs) Like, well, on their video chats, you know, they... They would do different things on the video chat. Yeah, they were uh, sexting or whatever you want to call it. Right. But then that's what they do. So she sneaks out from being with the mom because at this point, Dee Dee's sick. She's got uncontrollable diabetes. Right. So she convinces the mom that, you know, she's going to go get her a drink or she's going to go to the bathroom. And then she's in the movie theater bathroom and has sex with this guy that it's the first time she ever seen him face to face. Right. And she created multiple personalities for herself to go along with his different personalities. Yeah. I mean, they were just two damaged people that became even more damaged together because they just fed into each other's disabilities i guess you want to call them yeah definitely and but see that's where like it's kind of it could go either way how you feel about whether she should be punished or not because in my mind i kind of feel like the way they did it was very methodical and very planned out yes i don't know like i feel like she knew that she could walk and at any given time she could it's like when mal came to see her at the prison like she could have got up and walked away at any point okay so let's get into the actual crime you want to do that one um yeah we can do that um you mean well i mean i mean do you, i guess we could still go yeah so uh, she um knew that Nick had these multiple personalities and this one personality was Victor who was very dark was into uh BDSM yes and (laughs) he was uh I always get I always mix up the letters on what is what (laughs) (laughs) and he was just I don't know mean evil I, it was well, the, the bad was side. I think was his 300-year-old um, vampire personality. <laughs> <laughs> so, she convinces him. So, she's his princess. And she really thinks she's a princess in real life. Yeah, she really does. And he thinks that he's her hero. So, she convinces him in order for them to ever be together and for her to be happy that Victor has to kill her mother. 
right? Because Victor was the evil one. He wouldn't have been able to do it himself. Nick yeah. wouldn't have been able to do it, but Victor could do it. Yeah, and even like the person who portrayed Nick, he was very slow, very odd, uh, very immature. So this Victor person was like, I guess, his opposite. So she convinces him to kill her mother. She pays for his bus ticket to get there because what state was he in? Wisconsin? Uh, yes. And they were in Missouri in the Ozarks. Yeah, isn't, isn't that funny, the Ozarks? Right, yeah. <laughs> before we knew about the Ozarks. Right, before we knew about the Ozarks. <laughs> so she pays for his bus fare because Dee Dee keeps all this cash in a bathroom because they're getting all these letters with just strangers donating money for Gypsy. And, you know, Dee Dee keeps going on. TV and interview saying, you know, she was meant to do this. This is her job. And, you know, like she played it up so well. So they just had gobs of cash and Gypsy was stealing cash and paid for his bus ticket. So she tells him, uh, when you get here, there's gloves on the front step. And when you come in, I'll give you the knife. Now, She's already touched the knife with no gloves on. So how well she thought out there, was that? So, but right. that was the knife she bought at the mall at the hunting store. Correct. That was, yeah. Right. So now she's got her handprints all over it. So she goes into the bathroom and covers her ears while he's in the other room stabbing her mother who is screaming out for help and calling her and she's in a bathroom with her hands over her ears like <laughs> that's mentally ill right there right and i thought it was funny that dd's last words to her before she fell asleep was and don't hurt me right and that was the night they she just was had murdered a fight. Yeah, so Nick ends up killing her, and then you go. What happened after he killed her? Well, <laughs> they had sex. Like, it was like a turn-on for him. Um, but then you come to later find out from tapes that he wanted to rape the mother, and apparently Gypsy made a deal with him that says, just kill my mom, you can rape me, which I guess is why all the questioning whether or not he had, like, sex with her or whatever, because, you know, Gypsy had snitched on that part, I guess. But then they just kind of packed up and, and left and went to the hotel. Like, it was nothing. Yeah, it was like they were going to live their fairy tale, like it was right. really going to happen. Meanwhile, Dee Dee is dead in that house. So then they decide that they really don't want her to sit there and rot. So we want someone to find her. So we're, we're going to post things on the internet. Now, Gypsy had like three or four different Facebook minute, accounts. You, you, they didn't want her to rob, but yet she jacked up the heat to 72 before she walked out. I thought she put it down so it wouldn't smell. 
Yeah, I don't, I can't say for sure. Right. But I thought she put it down Maybe. so that, you know, that would be a slower Maybe. process. But, like, so then they, they go on, you know, they stay at some hotel, and there's actual videos. I guess they found them on her phone. Right. To where they're laughing and carrying on, and what was he eating? He was eating brownies in bed, and then she says... He was eating brownies in bed, yeah. And then she <laughs> made the comment, he's eating brownies right now, but he'll be eating me later. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So, I mean, I thought the movie was great. Um, yeah, it was good. And again, this is my opinion of it. Right. They were both twisted. Yes, I do understand that Gypsy was a victim of her mother's. But at this point, if you can sneak away and buy a phone, she ran away one time to stay with that guy from that from the comic-con that she yes. had comic-con but within four hours her mom found her so i guess maybe that's why she felt that she could never really get away from her mother unless she was dead because she knew that her mom would always track her down no matter what she did so i guess that's why she never really seeked help and kind of looking at certain things i feel that maybe she did try to reach out and she just felt that no one could help her. Well, her every system, so yeah, every system had failed her. She, uh, told the neighbor some things, but the neighbor didn't know how to take it, you know, because the neighbors well, convinced. She, was like, she felt like she was a child, so she didn't know. Exactly. Like, like, so the right. neighbors convinced that, you know, she's this little girl. She's just making shit up. But I feel as though if she can sneak away and buy a phone, she can sneak and text people. She had like four different Facebook accounts. She had a laptop. She did run away that one time. I feel as though if she can do all that, that she really could have gotten some kind of help. I mean, I understand all the systems were like failing her. But maybe if she would have went to that neighbor that she was sort of friends with and, you know, confided in her for real, maybe she could have got out of it. Maybe. And I feel like maybe she had a better relationship with her father because I, I guess she felt she couldn't talk to him or that he wouldn't believe her. But I feel like if she just had to reach out to somebody somebody would have believed her in her in her yeah, like you know maybe I mean? maybe the the grandfather like he knew dd was insane maybe if she would have reached right. out to them but i understand that you know the systems had failed her but i don't think she made enough of an effort now she was homeschooled she only went to school till like second grade right but she seemed intelligent uh, that's where, like, it's kind of hard to tell if she, she seems intelligent, but then some aspects, like, are you dumb or are you dumb? Like, yeah, I mean, the whole way they got caught was 
dumb. Like, why would you have done that? Like, that was just dumb. But I mean, like, she was book smart. She she had a normal IQ. You know, unlike Nick, who obviously did not. So, I mean... She is a product of how she was raised, and we've been through divorce, and we've seen, you know, our friends go through divorce, and you see how ugly it is when one parent brainwashes the kid about the other one. So, I can understand that, you know, she believed her mom, that, you know, her dad wanted nothing to do with her or whatever, but there had to be someone. I mean... I really feel like that one doctor was trying to help her and she just kind of, like, she kind of froze. Like, she didn't know what to do. Like, I feel like that doctor would have helped her. The one that was trying to get her to to help her. The one that was trying to get her to drink the soda? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she's the one that called Dyphus. Right. I, I don't know. There had to have been somebody. And like I said, she knew she could walk. She had done it before. She had ran away before her mom found her. So it's not like she couldn't get up and walk away if she really wanted to. And like you said, she she was smart in the aspect of she knew where her mom had the money. She would slowly take money from there, stash it away so she could buy the phone and buy the laptop and, and have money to buy, you know, hotels and um, bus tickets for them and whatever. She was planning her escape. Like, yeah. It wasn't, it was very thought out. So, yeah, she was smart in some ways, but I think dumb in other ways. And she certainly was smart enough to take a bottle of Xanax with her when she left her mother's dead body in the house. Right, right. You know? <laughs> so she wasn't dumb by far to where I think Nick has a very low IQ. So... They eventually get caught at Nick's house, and they're in the police station, and they're being interviewed. So, right off the bat, they separated the two of them. And it seemed like Nick's interviews were very honest. Right. Yes, I agree with that. To where hers... She turned on him so fast. So she just spent, I think they said two or three years they had this online relationship. She just spent two or three years convincing this person who has a very low IQ and has mental problems that she loves him. He's her hero. It's me and you, babe, forever. We're going to get married. We're going to have babies. She got in that police station and turned on him like nobody's business. Yeah. And she's the one that came up with the idea, because I don't even think Nick had an IQ to put all that together. And as soon as she got there and started getting questioned, she was like, I had nothing to do with this. I don't know why he killed my mom. And I'm like, oh, my God, you just made this whole thing up. Right. No, because you weren't the one that put the gloves outside. Yeah. And I was surprised that she was so shocked when they had her text messages. Like, did you not know they were going to read them? So let me ask you this. What do you think the purpose of, purpose was? Because this is where I think they were really, really dumb. What was the purpose of mailing the knife 
to his house. Do you think that was to set him up? I think they mailed it to the house because they didn't want to leave it behind and they didn't want to have it on them when they traveled. But why not leave it behind? If he was you if he had gloves on, his fingerprints would have been on it. Hers were on it because she bought it and she's the one that handed it to him. But why not leave it behind? Because in so I'm thinking this is where I think she was really kind of methodical and what it in planning this out, there was no point to mail that knife to his house. And I feel like she did it so it would be there on the premise. And if she wasn't around, it would make it look like he did it. Yeah. And she wouldn't be involved. And she was much more intelligent than him, and he did whatever she said. Pretty much. So once they started interviewing them, he was, you know... He was honest. He was truthful to, you know, um, I had to do this. I had to save her. She's my princess, you know, blah, blah, blah. To where Gypsy, like, oh, my mom's dead. No way. And she started crying. Like, so I think that uh, manipulation gene was handed down because oh, she was showing those colors during those interviews. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So they went to court, and Gypsy's attorney wanted them uh, tried separately. So they ended up getting tried separately. And, of course, Gypsy was a victim, so she got leniency for that. So well, she, they, both, they were going for life for both of them. Yeah. So she got leniency because she was a victim, but they didn't give Nick any leniency. He got life. Right. So I don't understand how he could get life. Why wasn't his defense insanity? Well, that's what I thought about today, too. And I was kind of like, why wasn't, why did he get life? Because obviously he has mental issues. His mom even said it in the interview when they, you know, caught them. Like, he has the mind of a 15-year-old, and he was 26, I think, at the time this happened. Yeah. Uh, when, he, when he killed. He was, when I just looked it up, he was 26. He met Gypsy when he was 23. So he was older. Why didn't he get, why did he get life? Why didn't he get some kind of... He leader? got life or, plus 25 years. Huh? He got life plus 25 years. Right, which if he had mental issues, why not put him in like a mental place? Yeah, like I thought and typically if they thought that, you know, they had a low IQ or they had mental issues, I thought typically they had to do that testing to determine if he can stand trial. Stand trial. Yeah, I, I would think so. But, I mean, I guess maybe each state is different, so I'm not really sure what the laws are in Wisconsin in regards to that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, that kind of bothered me, too, that she got leniency and he, because he, I guess maybe because he committed the actual 
Right. And which in in my mind, in my opinion, he should have got more time than her because he did the actual crime. But she only got 10 years and he got life plus 25. That's nowhere near fair. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it, that's, uh, that part to me does not make sense. So she took a plea deal. Did he or did he go for like a trial? I think he went for a trial. Because she took a plea oh, deal yeah. for second degree murder. And that's how she got to 10 years, which her parole will be coming up the end of this year, beginning of next year. That's her 10 years to where Nick got life plus 25 years. I don't know what that plus 25 years was for. I don't know. I was trying to see if I could find it um, real quick. But I still don't think that he should have been charged like that. I mean, he, I want to know what his IQ is. Is it really of like an elementary student, like his uh, IQ was very I low. I mean, I kind of feel like it is just by the way, like some of the things he did, and like just the way she had to basically tell him what to say or do when they were meeting for the first time. Like, yeah, and he, he had to write it down. down. He couldn't remember that one line, like princesses don't open their own doors, and you know that kind of thing. Like, I feel like he was very mentally challenged. And it seemed like as soon as they got to his house, that all of a sudden she was away from her mom. She had freedom, and she was just frustrated beyond belief with him that he didn't remember that there was no you know, food in that house, that his bedroom was a mess. She was just like completely. Yeah, she was not, this is not the fairy tale that she thought it was going to be. She was not <laughs> exactly. happy. And, and she thought it was going to be all unicorns and rainbows. And it certainly was not when she's eating instant mashed not. potatoes for dinner. Right. She's like, where's all the food? <laughs> and his bedroom was a shithole. <laughs> he was in the attic. It was like not even a window, I don't think. But then um, I've seen some interviews that they've done since Gypsy's been in prison. And she even goes back and forth with them. Like sometimes she's a victim. Um, sometimes she misses her mom. Uh, well, she did say in that one today that I watched that she misses her mom. She loves her mom, but she's glad because she doesn't have to live that way anymore. Yeah, and she said on one of those interviews that she has more freedom in jail than she had living with her mom. Because there was a point, I think it was when her mom called her with the laptop or when she ran away, that she was tying her to the bed when she went to All sleep. Right. So... Like, right. if you look, like, you know, at, at the different interviews and stuff, it says not only was she mentally and medically abused, she was also physically abused. But I kind of feel like I, she seemed to, at, at some point, accept that this was, when she, I, yeah, I forget what it was, when she, I, her mom found her with a laptop or something and she smashed it and she had like was tired to the bed yeah but yeah 
like the movie portrayed it as she was tying her to the bed with those silk things but in the interview she said her mom used handcuffs to tie her to the bed yeah and you just you don't know what really happened i mean Dee Dee's right. dead so she can't give her side of the story so you're only hearing gypsies and there was no family or friends that was really involved that know because of course that would give away dd's secrets right so there's really no way to know the facts i mean you know they always say there's three sides to every story his, hers, and the truth. So oh. in this case, it's hers, hers, and the truth. Yeah, agreed. We'll never know. <laughs> and even with the movies, the books, the the interviews, you you still don't know. But I just think it's totally unfair about how different their punishments were. So it does. I found something that says that um, Nick's attorney motioned for a new trial. That a hearing is based on the argument that his client was in a diminished capa mental capacity during the crime and that the state psychologist shouldn't have been able to provide contradictory testimony in the at the original trial. So, I don't know. But he's been in jail as long as her, so if they appealed it, wouldn't it, an appeal have already gone through? Well, I guess gone the judge denied the motion for a new trial. Yeah, I don't, I just don't see that that's fair. I get that she's a victim. I get that she didn't actually commit the murder, but she did set it up. And that's premeditated. I I totally agree. And uh, yeah, that's, even though she was a victim, I still feel like it was premeditated. It was definitely premeditated. He, and I feel like he hasn't had a new trial just because, they, like from the movie, like they didn't seem like they had a lot of money, obviously. And according to this, it looks like the judge denied their motion for a new trial. But he did say that in the interest, he could they could argue it at a higher, different court in the future for appeals. But you know, that costs money, and I don't think his family had that kind of money. And so, unfortunately, he probably is just going to sit there. That's just so sad because. He's a child. He is mentally a child. Right. And I don't understand how that can be prosecuted like that, that he gets life plus 25 years. He's never getting out. Well, how long is life, do they Do they say? Well, I mean, I don't know if they really say. Um, I think there is a number is on it. Like, life is your life. Like. I think there there is a number on life. It might be like 25 years. I don't know, but he got life plus 25 years. He's like never getting out. This is right. his life now in jail. It's yeah. it's just sad about how unequal that was. They both played a part in it. Yes, Gypsy did get some punishment, but he should is what she should have. Yeah, if Gypsy got 10 years, he should have got 20. He shouldn't get life plus 25. And if he's mentally ill and he has a very low IQ, he shouldn't have gotten that. Right. So he got the 25 years for, it says when he was sentenced in 2008, 
he was just sentenced in 2019. It took that long. I don't, yeah, 2018. Huh. He was sentenced to life for the murder conviction, and he asked the judge for leniency on the armed criminal action charge, Ah. which carries a minimum sentence of only three years, saying that he had fallen blindly in love with Gypsy. He received a sentence of 25 years on that charge. And the minimum was three? Yeah. Wow. The minimum was three, and it says so he got the so, and which is concurrent with the license, but it doesn't say like life, you know, if it is a certain whatever. Because Gypsy was finally charged, uh, or the trials were over, or whatever, in 2016. He was 18, but they get time served also. So from the time they did the murder until the trial, they get that time served too. Mm. And and I want to say, I don't know, when did the mom die? Was it 13? Uh, Dee Dee. When did Dee Dee die? Yeah, was thir- 2013? It was 2015. 15, okay. 15, yeah, I think it was 15. Well, then that's not too bad that... You know, their court hearings or whatever. Yeah, I guess not. But, so if you go on any of those Facebook groups about Gypsy Rose, they are like, free Gypsy Rose, free her. She should have never been in jail. Well, it's a crime. She did no right from wrong. Right. I, I have more sympathy for Nick. I do have more sympathy too, because I feel like he was, according to this, on the on the autism spectrum as well, um, and that she basically formulated the whole crime, and that he was just love struck and did whatever she asked. So, and she knew he was mentally ill, right? And she manipulated she him. Even said in the text messages, like some of the text messages, like would you can would you protect me from anyone? Yep. And he said yes, anyone. She's like even my mother. Like, and they talked about it openly on text messages, like what they were gonna do and how. And she pretty much planned it. She tried to tell him what to do and get pick up the gloves and I'll hand you the knife and yeah, you step know, like by step, kind of thing. step by step. She told him what to do and he did it. So I mean. It's a damn shame that every system had failed Gypsy, but I feel as though she still knew right from wrong. And Nick, I feel like Gypsy manipulated Nick. And oh, absolutely. He, he knew right from wrong, but could easily be persuaded. Yeah, I mean, he's like any child, like he was a follower. Yeah, I, so in in my opinion, either Nick got too much time and Gypsy got too little or the opposite because they are nowhere near equal. 10 years and life plus 25, it is not anywhere I think it should have been. And if that was a minimum of three years, why was he given 25? I mean, he was already serving a life sentence. Why did you need to add on another 25? 
I don't know. That doesn't. It that doesn't make any sense. Sometimes I think they just do things to 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 be excessive. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. I I just think it was just wrong on their punishments. Um. Yes. I. You know. Yeah. I totally agree that Gypsy was a victim. And that she thought she had no way out because you're a product of how you're raised. Well, if that's the case, Dee Dee's a product of how she was raised. Her mother was abusive and manipulative. So, I mean, nobody cut Dee Dee any slack. Not that I think, you know, she needs any slack. But you're a product of how you're raised. So Gypsy believed all that to be true. Why wouldn't you believe your mother? I believe my mother. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, everyone has a different relationship with their mother. But, yes, I mean, because she was so, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word sheltered because I feel like she knew certain things that didn't really make her sheltered. But when you're being told so many things over and over again, you have a tendency to believe it. Yeah, but I do believe she was sheltered into the outside life. She didn't know much about that. True. I mean, yeah. But if you're smart enough to buy a phone and buy a laptop and have online relationships with guys and have uh, sexting and you're taking, you know, naughty pictures and sending them back and forth, I think you know that what killing your mother is wrong. Right. She definitely knew right from wrong. And there was part of the where they tried to say that she didn't know right from wrong. And I feel like that's maybe why they were more lenient because they're trying to say she didn't know right from wrong, but I think she definitely knew right. Yeah. I think she knew right right from wrong. I think, um, she has some of her mother's qualities and she can manipulate people. Um, you know, I'm glad her dad came back into her life and, you know, he's willing to, you know, help her when she gets out I'm interested to see what kind of person she is when she gets out. And what was I'm that last thing? That. What was that last thing you told me about? She was getting trouble in prison. Not in trouble, but she's um, she's thinking about writing a book when she gets out, and basically she's been in and out of online relationships her whole time in there. That she basically wants to come out, get married, and have babies. Like she, she, she still wants to live this fantasy fairy tale, fantasy fairy tale. Which, I mean, if anybody, I mean, obviously, there's going to be ones out there who will be, you know, want the fame or the the notoriety. I guess is the word I'm looking for. You know, of being with her, whatever the case may be. But I just, I can't see. I, I, I don't think she should be allowed to have children. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you have no control of. I mean, well, I mean, they could control that. I mean, heck, you know, her mom was able to get these doctors to do these things. Like, why not have, like, why can't someone put in a motion that she gets a hysterectomy or something? (laughs) Like, I don't think it works like that. (laughs) Huh? I don't think it works like that. I mean. I'm never coming to your courtroom. Hey, I mean, back in the day, back, back in the day, you know, they would, what is that? Uh, chemically castrized men when they were caught raping people. And they should still do that today, in my opinion. <laughs> right. So why not do it for women? Like, 
these other, you know, maybe we can talk about, uh, you know, in some other podcasts, some of these women out there who have killed their children and, you, you know what I mean? Like for men and, you know, like different things. like Yeah, that. I mean, it's they suitable. allowed to have have any more children yeah i think it's suitable in some crimes not this one i mean you don't know it's 50 50 how she's if she's going to be the opposite you don't think that the way she was raised might play a factor in the fact that she might do that to someone else well it's the it's her own children it seems historically when a child is raised in abusive relationship a they repeat it or b they do the total opposite so there's a 50-50 chance that, you know, she might be an, an excellent mother. But in my opinion, she is already manipulative. So right. I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I personally don't see it going well. <laughs> and on that note, we will end tonight's podcast and thank you for being my first guest, Steph. Oh, you are so welcome. I can't wait to do the next one. And I'm hoping that uh, my next podcast for the Crimeaholics, um, I want to do local crimes. Oh, okay. So I have a few in mind. Again, I am from New Jersey. So if you know any local crimes that you want us to discuss feel free to reach out on facebook or instagram at robin's crimeaholics and i look forward to speaking to you next week thank you bye